Welcome to another episode of Nice to Have a Friend podcast. I'm Lauren here with my co-host, Allison. Hi, what's up, guys? <laughs> Wait, why does this I sound don't... like our first few episodes that we did? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're back. Hi. Yes, we're back. If you are new here, we are coming up on year two of Nice to Have a Friend. We started oh, wow. this in the panini to kind of talk about... COVID adjusting because neither of us really could get a job after COVID graduated in the height of the pandemic started this to just kind of hang out and have been chucking along with it ever since and we release episodes every other week on Tuesdays I don't know why I just felt like people needed a reintroduction I know I didn't tell you this Allison but it's good we've had some listeners that have came from like not our regular sources like people have just been finding us organically lately so i thought Mm -hmm. it might be good to like give a little backstory instead of just jumping in like you guys know exactly who we are that's good well they'll get tons of backstory today i feel like which yes uh, which will help them form a lot of well at least i feel like a lot about like our opinions on things but also how you are as a person versus me and especially my career path because lauren kind of reached out to me this week and a while back i kind of told her what if we did something related to sports i was like i don't really know exactly how to frame that but lauren found a good way to do it and talking about it came to me like in the middle of my bar class because i was just thinking about (laughs) like exercise and then it popped into my head it came to you in a vision in bar three while you were in a like tuck squat on your I'm a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> but long story short, like we talked about this before, but sports have been a part of Lauren's life, like a big part of Lauren's life. They've been hyper prevalent in mine yeah. and I mean, even informed kind of my career choices, which I think is kind of interesting because I wouldn't have thought that 10, 15 years ago. So really today is more of a chance for Lauren and I to talk to you guys about sports and how they influence our lives. And then we're kind of like two paths in the, in the wood and one diverged from the other did they do yeah. too fast diverge from another i don't know the correct grammar on that but we're two you know different paths and we figured we'd talk about it today yeah i know because sports are such a big part of people's lives like whether you play them or you're just an observer people's lives revolve around sports people travel just for sporting events like people who play sports it, like the actually the thing that made me rethink about this episode again was I saw this TikTok from like a college athlete and she it was like some sound that I don't remember but the gist of it was someone asking her so you really have no experience upon your resume because she had played sports all through like elementary middle and high school and college and I feel like you when we were growing up you either played sports or you had a job like it was kind of hard to do both unless it was like a super flexible job situation like I know you worked on your grandparents farm right Mm -hmm. so that's like I guess more flexible than just like working at Hardee's or something so it's like super hard to put experience on your resume because sports takes up your whole life if you end up being like a college athlete and I had never really thought about that before until I saw that TikTok like what would they put on their resume they're just suddenly Mm -hmm. expected to go into the job world and all they have to show for it is like leadership and <laughs> well team, I will say depending on where you go stuff like, like that I know that depending on kind of what your background is with sports coming into this episode like I think depending on where you play and what division you play that can inform you because if you're a D3 tennis player at University of Chicago, yeah, like you're probably not necessarily going to have anybody recognize who you are for the rest of your life. But then if you look University of Tennessee, someone like a John Dobbs. Fulkerson, well, yeah. even just like John Fulkerson, John Fulkerson is not going to play professionally at 
probably like I don't think allegedly whatever but he will never have to worry about finding a job in East Tennessee Tennessee. for the rest of his life like he could be hooked up anywhere just because of the name and association to the team people so I think that also is kind of interesting when you look at it because not everything not everybody that's a college athlete is playing like in the SEC or on Saturdays right because if you're a woman volleyball player and you're done after college not as many I mean, options for you as like yeah a football like player. you don't have that name recognition and you only have like soft skills to put on mm-hmm. your resume and you don't have like this is the time i mean it says we this is going into like a whole other topic but it says you're dependable <laughs> you're a team player you're loyal you're a leader but it doesn't say like okay i showed up every day for a job and can use excel you know well so it's at the just same time like, it, for college athletes, Different. they do have to show up every day for like two workouts yeah. a day, structure routine. Yeah. So I think people know you that. You are so dependable. I'd be interested yeah, to see how it's it worked out for that girl. An interesting conundrum. I know. I should have followed her so I could see like what job she ends up getting. Uh, I got but lost. anyways, today we are going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about our past with sports, your all's past with sports. We're going to talk about Allison's job in sports and sports in pop culture kind of through movies and tv shows so all about sports today so i'm really excited about it actually yeah turn up i even asked lauren to record at a certain time today it's a sunday um what is today may 29th and i asked her to record at 1 30 because tennessee is playing in the sec championship for baseball at three so i was like we got to get this done so that i can watch it yes it even revolve around sports i can't tell you how many times that lauren and i i've had to ask her to schedule the podcast at a certain time so that i can watch an athletic event i think it's almost every time (laughs) yeah but that's okay that's really okay Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about our, like, past with sports. So I was a cheerleader, and this is always so funny because when we were in college, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but we were watching Dancing with the Stars, and I was so, so passionate about cheerleading in high school and middle school. Like, anyone who's from my hometown listening to this episode is probably like what because I like that was my whole personality that I was a cheerleader and Preston was a football player and that was just like our personalities and um we were watching Dancing with the Stars talking about who out of our friend group would win if we all went on Dancing with the Stars and I was like probably me because no one else was like doing (laughs) dance or cheerleading or anything and everyone was like no you'd win the popularity vote but not be that was me by everyone like I said that and everyone agreed and I was like wait what because I think I had never told you guys that I was a cheerleader so it went from being this like huge huge part of my life to never thinking about it again in college or never saying anything about it but yes basically I started out in like gymnastics and competition cheerleading and so gymnastics was really and competition cheerleading were really good to like set the foundation but as I've talked about before I don't really like adrenaline sports so I was always way too afraid to actually end up doing like a flip or anything by myself so I never like quite made it past cartwheels and roundoffs but I think that it taught me like really good like foundation skills made me super flexible like just it helped in a lot of ways but I never ended up being like a gymnast or a tumbler or anything so then I went on to do like cheerleading in middle school and high school 
I also had a little brief stint with tennis, thinking I might play tennis, but again, like we've talked about, I overheat really easily, and tennis was way too hot. If I could have just done like indoor tennis only, that would have been the best case scenario, but I don't think that's really an option. Um, I don't know many Grand Slams that they play completely indoors. <laughs> indoors, so I'm glad you I know. Didn't yeah, that, that was just not an option for me. Um, so I was super passionate about it in middle school. I was like the captain of our team, co-captain, uh, which doesn't mean anything, but, and then I was super passionate about it in high school. It's like all I thought about, all I did, like consumed so much of my time. I never really had a job in high school cause it took just way too much time. Um, but yeah, that was basically my experience with sports. I don't think I played anything else. I was just like always cheerleading like it took up all year long all year long because cheerleading is for football for basketball and then you practice all summer and go to camps and everything like that so and I'd like never never ever thought about doing it in college because I didn't have tumbling and you have to have tumbling to do be a cheerleader at any college basically so yeah that is my history with sports very simple very straightforward but cheerleading and I do think cheerleading is a sport because it is a team activity your heart rate gets up. I mean, I would look like I had just taken a shower when I got done with practice, <laughs> sweating so much. I was in such great shape from cheerleading. The stunts, like, it is totally a sport. Um, I know it's not, like, nationally recognized, but I'd, like, totally count that. Do you count cheerleading as a true sport? Uh, yes and no. I think it just depends on which kind you're doing. So, like, Yeah, because you're not competing necessarily if you're just doing, like, um sports like for high school but like you're still being an athlete I think I'm not gonna tell you it's it's not because I coming into this was a bowler in high school so yeah even though bowling is considered like a quote-unquote sport I was I have a state medal and I genuinely I'm like it is not I don't know it 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 is but it's not like it's just like golf it's competitive yeah anybody can do it if you just like learn how to do it well um so I I got good at it but now it's like now it's just something like you said it was such a big part of my personality in high school because I was like I don't know I before I got into high school I tried a little bit of everything I did soccer I played softball I moved to to fast pitch early but I had like a team with a bunch of bullies on it and so I didn't really want to play anymore so that kind of ruined it but I think I should have stayed with softball but it is what it is and then I did tennis and I I liked tennis I was fine at it but I think doing tennis at a private school is frustrating because it can be like and it could be like this other places like a rich kids club almost yes and there was like very obvious favoritism and it was kind of like you weren't going to move up in the ladder even if you were better just because like this girl is gonna be like playing in more tournaments on the weekend than you and like xyz even though that shouldn't matter and like there was all the stuff that went into it and I did not care enough to like yeah. make myself be that person. And I think being in an individualized sport like that where you're on a quote unquote team, but it's very based on like your individual performance. I think I struggled doing that kind of stuff. I should have stayed in something like a softball where you're really working together with people. Cause sure you have to like go out there and swing your own bat and you have to field your own ball. If you're like the third baseman, yeah. if you're an outfielder, you got to shag your swing, like whatever. But you're working with people and so I tended to go to these sports bowling was the same way where it was very individualized and I just didn't enjoy them and I didn't have that competitive drive and part of that's like I don't think that would have changed regardless of what I did it's just I had that competitive drive like in the classroom and leadership like that kind of stuff whereas like I grew up with while I was trying all these sports my brother was playing baseball like 
from the jump yes. all year round travel ball same like, my mom was traveling with my brother to tournaments in the fall and i was like home alone with my dad hanging out and then like in the spring we would go to a baseball field like four or five days a week after school yeah. on the weekends like so it was always around me like even if i didn't participate in it actively and so i was always like sports are so annoying i'm tired of this like yada yada <laughs> yeah. yada so it's like even though i didn't play a ton it was always in my life and lauren i think it's so funny because in preparation for this podcast i you, did you ever consider yourself like i don't know most girls i feel like probably have this thought at some point like i'm a sports person or like i don't know what is happening like have you ever had that moment where you're like oh, i actually know what's happening compared to most people yes like at baseball um me and preston went so my brother played basketball and baseball so i know a little bit more about those rules i'm very mm -hmm. very confused when it comes to football and preston like helps me with the football but the football. No, Preston helps me <laughs> when we're watching football. That's good. Your football but, high school sweetheart. So then you were yeah. the cheerleader. I just, can we go back to that, everybody? Yes, they literally <laughs> I know. are high school sweethearts. I know. I remember Preston was the center, like the last few games of his uh, high school career. So he's the person who like bends over and then chucks the ball back. So he comes, <laughs> this is so funny. He comes over to practice right in front of the side lines where all of us cheerleaders are lined up like turning around to watch the game and everyone's like Lauren Lauren because he's like practicing and his butt oh is like gosh. sticking up in the air <laughs> I'm just like you guys we are in high school right now calm down it was so funny though sorry that was you secretly loved it it's okay <laughs> no I secretly was like he's so cute um, but yes, I have been like, I don't know what's going on in football, but when we go watch baseball games, I'm the one telling Preston what's going on. I'm the one who's like, no, that's not a strike. That was just a ball, like blah, blah, blah. So I like have helped him in baseball and then I'm pretty good at basketball too. Because my brother played that, and so we were just like always basketball camps, always baseball camps, always something going on. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I ask that is I'm both. just kind of thinking about this episode. I had three little things that popped up in my head because I used to think that I was not a sports person, and I think the only no, reason totally are. that I thought that is because in high school people had more outward opinions than I did, where I just yeah. like knew a lot and wasn't going to just sit and say like xy's like i knew the schematics over this or the x's and o's of this over somebody else but i remember being at our rivalry high school football game senior year our team was getting just absolutely curb stomped um, yeah. as they did six of the seven years that i was in middle school Same. and high school and our team came out to do an onside kick and so for anyone that's like not football related if if you are sorry guys you're gonna have to hear allison's rough explanation of what an onside kick is but it's essentially when like the team lines up really short to kick the ball because they're trying to either outrun the kick or they're trying to get the other team to touch the ball because then if yeah. they touch it it's fair game and they can recover it so you have a better chance of recovering the football and i remember this girl standing next to me who's just like Ugh. but this girl standing next to me was like why would you do that you're just giving them the ball and i looked at her and i was like are you being serious and Shut she said up. yeah i know that and is I was one like, of my pet that's, peeves that's what that's the point it's called an onside kick and so i explained it and she's like well still and i was like we're down by four touchdowns like we have 12 minutes left in this football game yeah, that's the only option down. i know that is one of my pet peeves like if you don't know what's going on in the don't sport don't scream about it just say you don't know and be a passionate fan like yeah let's go let's do it come on guys but you don't have to say like the refs suck or like that's so stupid that play no. is stupid because you don't know so like i just hate when people 
pretend to like be passionate in a way that they're not sirens are outside my door that's okay uh lauren's getting arrested anyway but the the, even like freshman year at ut like i had an alvin kamara t-shirt on and it was like this outline of his head because he was smiling with girls on at the battle of bristol and someone looked at me and i said they were like oh who's that and i said alvin kamara and i was like cheering for people by name and it's not even like small people it's people like josh dobbs alvin kamara uh cam sutton you should have known barnett and they were like wow you know like so many of the players and i just sat there and i was like y'all okay but my other two little things were one a girl in high school that was i was friends with and i liked her i don't mean this in any bad way she but she got like a full ride to go to unc lauren and we were sitting at our lunch table and she was like yeah isn't unc in the sec and i my friend lucy like had to hold my arm because i was about to have an aneurysm at the table i thought it was so funny and i was like no it's not in the sec what are you talking about like i feel like if you get a full ride there you shouldn't be allowed to go if you don't know what athletic oh conference yeah i was about to say at least she asked and wasn't like just saying that they were in the sec but that's crazy if she was going there and didn't know and then she didn't end up going there she <laughs> had other priorities but it was just like those couple of things like little moments like that stick out of my head and I even made my college decision of applying to schools. Like, yeah. I looked at Georgia, but I was like, I'm not going to apply to Georgia. If I go to the SEC, I'm going to go here. And, like, I looked at Clemson and UNC, and I liked them both, but I like Clemson better. So I was like, well, if I apply to the ACC, I'm only going to Clemson. ACC. Like, this is what my yeah. brain was thinking. And then getting here, like, I realized, oh, wow. I, when someone asked me on my orientation tour, Peyton Manning went here? And I was like, okay. What? (laughs) Well, I know it's crazy because like we're, this is kind of the next segment, but sports trickle down into so many Mm -hmm. other parts of life because even at UT, when our sports teams are sucking it up, enrollment is down, donations are down, like student satisfaction, employee satisfaction, uh, government satisfaction is all down. And like, it's really easy to see when we haven't been as good in sports based on when we got more funding from the state or when we got more like donations from alumni and everything. Like it's almost directly correlated. And so many people like that. I'm just speaking to the University of Tennessee specifically, but so many people forget that UT is a school. They just think that it is yep. a place where people come and play sports. Like I remember thinking that like as a child, when we would come to the games and stuff, I remember thinking like, wow, why do you have to walk through all this stuff to get to the stadium? Like, that's really weird. Like, why is it not just the stadium here? I just never understood that this was actually a school until I was in high school, literally deciding to go to college. And I was like, wait, I can literally go to this place that I've been watching games at. That's crazy. But it's like people forget that there are so many other priorities that UT has. And I'm sure it's the same for every other school. But it's just crazy that sports end up like eclipsing yeah. so much other stuff it's and awesome I will say, but us crazy. talking about this like saying oh we're sports people or like me referring to myself that way i don't think that that means you're better or less than someone else i just think it's interesting because there are some people yeah that like they have no idea that a Peyton Manning went to Tennessee, even if they live in like Washington. They have no idea that the SEC tournament for baseball is happening right now or that like the Women's yeah. College World Series starts this weekend. It's just like, it's fascinating to me to think about the fact that that is not a thought in somebody else's brain. I know. Brain. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, it's less about like, you're so stupid, but no. more like, I can't believe that your life doesn't intersect with this the way that it does entity in my life. going on yeah. that it does in my life. It's more like something like that. I know exactly what you're saying. 
Uh, it's really cool. Well, before we move on, I know Lauren tried to get what some of you guys did. So people said things like tennis. So quite a few people said tennis, softball, and I think soccer. Those were pretty popular as well. Baton yeah. twirling. I'll count it. It's it's in it's tangential to there the sports com- world. There are competitions for it. And like I feel like color if you guard too. Yeah. For something like it's a sport if it's competitive. And then someone very specifically said taekwondo who I, I know exactly who that one was and then we had basketball in there as well so a good mix and i said bowling so we got a great mix of stuff of what our listeners have yeah. done in the past i love it that's amazing i'm like so respectful of all you guys that played did outside sports because outside cheerleading for football was as close as i could get to outside more isn't all football outside <laughs> Well, that was only like a few weeks. Of I got gotcha. Basketball I guess. and stuff. Like was... the majority of it was basketball because there was more games and like all of our practice was inside. So, <laughs> and the football games were at night, which was so ideal. You know, like it was always a little bit cooler. So <laughs> happy for you. I, once again, that, me making this podcast about my I'm sweat happy glands. That you're overactive, my overactive sweat, sweat glands. Sweat glands. Yeah. <laughs> got a break when the football game started later at night. Yeah. This I is know. why so this is why you agreed to go to Kentucky with me. It's because it was a freezing twenty seven degree day. Yes. So you were like, I'm I would not prefer die. that. Much okay. prefer that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we maybe we should post that picture. I feel like we posted it. Oh we it should. Yeah. Before. Lauren and I went on a quote unquote spontaneous trip to go see Tennessee we play Kentucky. Like three weeks it was in two weeks in advance. It was not spontaneous. And that's spontaneous for us. Yeah. Anyway. And Allison was like about to fall asleep at the wheel and I was falling asleep. <laughs> And trying I, to act like I wasn't. I didn't. I had the air conditioning blowing on my eyeballs. I was fine. But you were about to fall asleep at the wheel. Those but last we, like, 30 minutes. Instead of were getting tough. a hotel, we decided to drive home that night and it was not a good idea. And when we got back, I turned left um, like on a side street to get into our parking garage and the football team had just gotten back and yes. a guy was in the middle of the road. I know exactly who it was. I'm not going to say his name, but he was in the we middle of the road ran over him. lumbering around and I was like scooting up on him like, get your butt out of the way. I didn't get a police escort out of Lexington. I had to drive myself. Get on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and then you made fun of me because when we parked, I got my Chick-fil-A bag out of my yeah, car Yeah, you threw started it away. cleaning out your car and I was like, and it was this three is in the another morning. time for this. <laughs> but yeah, athletes, they're just like us. That was a good trip. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Allison. So I feel like you've gotten to touch on your job a little mm-hmm. bit here and there in almost every episode based just based on like, this is what's been going on in my life. Like this is the season of sports that I'm in right now. But I feel like you've never gotten to actually talk about more of the like mental and social aspects of your job working in sports. So Mm -hmm. you've kind of explained what your job is, but if you want to explain your job and then more so talk about like, this is what it actually means to work in sports in general. Yeah. So as a reminder for anybody, or if you're new here, I am a producer at a place called VFL Films, which is essentially just like an in-house broadcasting and creative agency. So they do a lot of the like post-production content you see with Tennessee sports. My job, however, is I am a producer with our SEC network team because the SEC network, which is one of the networks under the ESPN family, has partnerships with every SEC school and every ACC school to help produce broadcast for them throughout the year and so they have full-time producers that work for ESPN and then there are full-time producers that work at each school that handle the broadcast that they don't have people to send to and so that is what I do I help research and prepare storylines graphics replay highlights like all kinds of stuff for a broadcast and then you get in the broadcast I'm the one counting us in and out of break I'm saying hey let's talk about this guy let's show this home run he did last inning like oh here's this guy's brother yeah. twin brother plays on the other team let's show a picture like I'm the one doing all that stuff oh, that's like my favorite part 
part of watching sports on TV. And it's like what I miss. It's what I miss when I'm watching sports live, like in person mm-hmm. at a baseball stadium or something. I miss all those little details so much because I just love the human component of that. And I think that's kind of what you bring to sports. Thank you, Lauren. That's very nice to hear. Yeah. Um, but even though this is just like my first full year doing it, I've worked with the same group for four years. I've also worked on the post-production side. So I've kind of had I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of the kind of like industry, especially over the last <laughs> I've few years. I've seen a lot. That makes it sound um, like you've which, been traumatized. That sounds crazy, but I think this can kind of get more into like the culture of working in college athletics yeah. is very interesting. So saying that I've been somewhere two years, um, one that's as a full-time a time. intern, one full-time, that's a lot um, because I think especially in the creative field, it is not abnormal for someone to be at a university for six months before leaving. It's not abnormal for someone to be somewhere like four months before leaving. Um, especially depending on like what kind of video you're doing now at Tennessee is with like my department that's a little bit more abnormal because what gets confusing is we have our own in-house but then there's also like a video person for softball that is employed by softball there's video people for football and recruiting people for football that are employed by football that is more of like the normal culture of like what college sports is like ours is very much like I think 80% of our office is people who went to the University of Tennessee and then like worked here in college and then ended up looking into a job and stayed like we're people who are very tied to the university and there are places like that at other colleges too but not every college has a creative like agency basically in their athletic department yeah so and you guys are very like revered in the sports world because of the content that you put out so people from all over the country not every school I'm sure but like people can see you guys as like a standard or like something to look up to yes, or I would like say to that. look to for inspiration. And I would say that's more so like on the post side. I think the SEC Network yeah. thing is like confusing and you only know about it if you know about it kind of thing. But yes, and we're just kind of like paired with them, but we work separately, but we're also in the same place and work together. Yeah. If that makes sense. It doesn't. It's, it's confusing, but um, yeah. But so that is like where I come from. Now with Lauren saying like, she asked what is it like working in the sports industry truly i think two words can describe it it's wonderful but it's also infuriating um, and she spelled infuriating wrong <laughs> in the outline for this episode even, and that's because she was so infuriated she couldn't spell even it right. this weekend i have been just really frustrated by things but i think some of that is just normal workplace like you have some people that communicate really Every well workplace some places is infuriating um, at one point I think where college sports kind of makes things heightened is there are a lot of eyeballs on it. So if you're yeah, someone... it's all do or die, Yes, basically. and if you are someone who's working behind the scenes, you kind of have to choose how you're going to react to that. So, for example, like, if, if a program is doing really well, um, and right now, University of Tennessee, if you look across the board, I know a lot of people are going to base the metrics of an athletic department based solely off of the football, football. program. Um, our football program honestly was pretty successful this year all things considered and then you look across the board we had SEC tournament champions in basketball we had a final four team in tennis we had uh, almost final four and individuals for like tennis track swimming um, our baseball baseball playing for national champion SEC championship like we have all of our sports softball ended up going to a, a regional for the umpteenth time so like our athletics across the board are actually doing very, very well. And then when you have People a football just, program like, that are starting to it all go up, football, yeah. it's it's doing well as well. But when you have all of that across the board, there's more eyeballs on things. There's more opinions on things, maybe uninformed opinions, but there's more opinions on things. And so your department and the people in charge kind of have to decide how they're going to react to that. 
And I think a lot of times there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions to acquiesce your fan base. And Tennessee's fan yeah. base is notoriously chaotic and volatile. crazy. And volatile. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the, it's just having to deal with that and work in it. Like sometimes our fan base's opinion of something will get it changed immediately when people in the department maybe have noticed it and said something about it for seven years and then fans yeah. will say something and then it gets changed because then so it's like a pr issue that's like, frustrating because then it's, then it's the like yeah you have people that are trying to be proactive but a lot of times in a big department or if you're working for a school something with a lot of red tape i think there's just a lot of like we'll wait and see until it's a real problem and then when more people notice it's a real problem then something happens and i'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing because sometimes like they're having to make decisions and they're having to put money in xyz so it's like this isn't an issue i'm not going to deal with it yet but it can be hard on the back end if you're somebody that is constantly like having to deal with this thing that has been shoved off for a long time yeah Um, and then you're having to do double the work because another thing with college athletics is most people are overpaid or overworked and underpaid and that's true yes. with a lot of professions as well but college athletics is one of the most bad notoriously because so many people are trying to get into it and so many people love it that they're willing to put up with it because they love it and so it's like not a lot changes there i'm great also like oh what you're saying oh you're good i was just gonna say i'm grateful to be where i am and i love what i do we get so many highs with our job that like courtside access being there for our team that we love like getting to watch all these championship moments like athletes and like famous people coming into our studio all the time and working on these games is our job and like that is awesome um but it's still it's hard sometimes to like balance the extent to like I get called in on Sunday nights for things like I'm in there on holidays I'm depending on if Tennessee's hosting a regional tomorrow or we find out if they're hosting tonight or not like I will work tomorrow on Memorial Day like there's so many things that are up in the air so it's it's wonderful and I think you see how cool it is from people because they'll post all the cool stuff on social media but it can also be really hard because it's just a lot of red tape it's a lot of moving pieces but that's also because you're working like at a government institution where a lot of those changes happen at the top so it's it is awesome, but it's also really hard sometimes. And I try to balance both of that when I talk about it on here. But thankfully, like when I focus on my little pocket of what I do, I love it. We get to do really cool things. It is honestly like the neatest thing to be a leader and a figurehead at a place that I was a student yeah. for so long and to see my own growth within that. Um, but outside of it, sometimes it can just get a little overwhelming at like how slow things move or how people miscommunicate. And then also, like I said, the knee jerk reaction to like public uh, influence that can be very difficult sometimes. So that's yes. my brief overview on it, Lauren. Well, when you said it's like you're overworked and underpaid, I was going to say there's also that the addition to college athletics specifically in that you are employed by the government unless you're working for a private institution. So Mm -hmm. your salary is coming from taxpayers and then you're also working with students who this is not their job they're also trying to go to school they're all which I think a lot of people forget about college athletes is that they're also at UT or wherever it is to get a degree so Mm -hmm. you're working with students whose full-time priority and energy isn't always going to go to the sports like it is going to be you know their main focus probably over school work a lot of times but like if you were working for the NFL or something like everyone is paid to be there and everyone is like that is their sole thing going on like even the players and the owners and the coaches and everything but it's so different when you work in college sports and you have to deal with like the added layer of like 
Title Nine and like all of these other not Title Nine, I'm sure never comes into play <laughs> for your job, but like that's kind of the category I'm talking about of like just all of these different rules and the red tape like you said and then like priorities and that Mm -hmm. these people are also still trying to go to school so it's just so interesting and different I think especially college yeah for sure but that's all that to say I still think it's super awesome and I love doing it I think it's just one of those things that people are like oh I'd kill to be doing what you're doing or they'll watch something and be like how do they mess this up this is so easy and sometimes like those things can be so frustrating because it's like y'all have until you've been there no clue how much work goes into this and I think another thing that's funny about working in college athletics I think this is more specific to people who do broadcasts I think shooters probably feel the same way at times but as someone who works in the broadcasting field specifically like you get to a point where I love the University of Tennessee with my heart and soul, but there are times where I'm like, I just need this game to wrap up. So if we're losing, I don't care. I don't want to stage a comeback. Yeah. And I said this last week it's your to job. Yeah. my mom because Tennessee softball program was um, in the regional. They had made it to their regional final. So all they had to do was win one game to make it to super regionals. Well, they lost. So they had to play the second game and then they ended up losing again. And so it was one of those things that I wasn't in the control room, but I know that our students were like, oh, come on. It's like, now that you lost the first one, it's like, just lose the second one. We're mad that you made us stay for the seventh game. Yeah. So it's funny because it's like volleyball, any volleyball match we do, whoever wins the first set, uh, our students will be like, okay, let's go. Even if Tennessee's losing, because it's like, they just want the game to be over fast. Because it's your job. But like yeah. everyone wants their shift to wrap up early yeah. exactly so it's like it's that's a funny caveat to it too because i've said things like that in front of people and they're like no you never cheer against your team and i was like if you've never worked in sports like, i just don't know to. that i can explain this to you yeah <laughs> because i do want them to win it's like very conflicting as a fan yes you want them win. to win at as the end a, of the day you want them to win as a person but... who would be sorely inconvenienced if they won and then we would have to like scramble to fix some things and like put yeah. some things together for a super regional i wasn't that upset that they lost also, I feel like it's an added thing that you are 24-year-old female working in this <laughs> very, like, men's club situation. I know you have a lots of female coworkers as well, mm-hmm. but historically, sports are for the men. You know, it's just like... Mm -hmm. It's very male-dominated, I'm sure. Well, and I think going back to being, like, feeling like I had to justify if I, like, liked sports or not, I think a lot of that just boils down to, in your head, like, having to prove to somebody that you know what you're talking about. And I don't know why, because my my brother and dad were not that way. Like, they weren't going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I would sit and watch games and ask my dad, like, why are they lining up like this? Like, why are they calling X, Y, Z? Why would you, what's a, what what do you mean setting a screen? Like, I'll ask him all kinds of questions. And my dad, like, happy to tell me stuff. Like, they never were making it to where it was like, I had to prove that I knew what I was talking about. Um, But, and in my office specifically, we have a lot of women. So, like, that's not really an issue there either. Um, But I think, the part of that that I'm going to say that seems like this is not connected, but it is, is there are just so many egos that work in college athletics. And yeah, I don't know how to explain it because I know you have them everywhere, but there's a lot of like self promo. There's a lot of like, I know my stuff or I know this player and this player and I are buddies and blah, 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 blah. And that's not necessarily from like UT. This is things I've observed on like Twitter or just like personalities and things I've seen or like other producers and stuff we get from ESPN that come in and just like think, that they turn their nose up at everything because they think they're better than everybody else and so it's like a lot of times you have to prove that you know what you're worth your salt with these kind of people not with anybody else or like when I'm doing a broadcast I am working with 
a play-by-play and a color analyst. So those are your two people that talk. A play-by-play is someone who has just specialized in being able to call the game as it's happening. Um, a color right. analyst is someone who usually played that sport and knows it like to oh, AT. And yeah. so they when I was new, especially in the fall, like with soccer, especially, God bless my friend Andy. He was in like season two. We did an interview with him. He's the GOAT. Um, he will never listen to this, but whatever. He was but, in season two of our podcast. Oh, yeah. I feel like that made it sound like he was in a show or <laughs> Sorry. But he was in season two of Ted Lasso. I would have to go to him and be like, Andy, I need you to explain like XYZ to me because I don't understand soccer. And like, I didn't want to sound like an idiot not knowing what I was talking yeah. about, sending out notes and stuff or asking coaches questions. And so that is one part of it where it's like, I got to know my stuff. But then when you have like old men from ESPN coming in and like literally, I think I've said this comment on this podcast before, but there was an older man who came in in the fall and he literally looked at me and I was working and he said something about my red hair and how he said, didn't you know that God made redheads so that they came with a warning label? And I was like, I don't know you I'm like that. Work, sir. I I'm like trying to do my job. And I gave yeah. him the most cutting eyes because if you don't know me, I, like when I'm mad, what happens? is I get quiet like I get deathly quiet like where it's kind of scary and he just I made like the cuttingest eyes at him he walked out and came back in and he said oh, I'm sorry I thought you had a good sense of humor that's how he apologized <laughs> I was like okay okay like that kind of stuff does happen all the time like you're not gonna listen to me so I might as well just say something last weekend Lauren you'll love this had an old man sitting next to me. Let's call him Jim. That wasn't his name, but let's call him Jim. It could have been. And he could have. He was an old man. So, I mean, that's close enough. And he looked up and there was a play that if, if we had scored, the game would have been over because of a run rule. You know, why I know this because I was the softball producer all season yes. and they brought this crew in to do softball. And so he looks over at me and he said, did you know if they score right now, the game's going to be over? And I was so angry because yes, they were getting on my nerves. Know. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, Jim, thanks. I know how softball works. And I just looked back and started typing. And my other producer looked at me from the back and said that she heard that one and started laughing. So it's just like, you just have to learn how to like, yeah, not let it bother you. And my way of doing it is just like, say something back. Like, what are they going to do? They're not going to fire me. They're not going to do it. I'm not going to be unnecessarily rude. I'm never going to be like that. But if somebody is continually poking the bear, the bear is going to poke back eventually. Like misogynistic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it can be tough. It's not so prevalent in like our athletic department it's not really prevalent in our athletic department i think more than anything it can just be hard if you're young i don't think it's it can necessarily like trickle down from the very very top yeah like espn and i don't think it's necessarily because i'm a woman especially not like an athletic department i think you can struggle more if you're young because i think people will take advantage of that fact because they know that you're more willing to help or more willing to you like don't have kids yeah do whatever so i think that that can be hard or if you have a suggestion they're like we well, haven't been here long enough to really know i think that can be more of a hindrance yeah. than anything but that could be true anywhere because i think even you working in some of your previous jobs like i know you being younger and more energetic and blah 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 like it probably yes. was more of a hindrance sometimes because it's like people think you're naive and don't know what you're doing and i think there's a reason why they say like don't discredit the youth just because they're young like yes. there's a reason to that no i may not have the same life experience as you but i think my thoughts and opinions also have weight if you would hold yeah. them on equal weight with yours so i so agree with that i was telling my, my mom is like a manager and i was telling her the other day mom please do not ever like make consistent jokes about how young some one of your employees is. I don't think she has any like young employees, but I was like just coming from 
my perspective, my coworkers were really great. Like we were all friends and stuff at one of my previous jobs, but they would make a joke or something about my age, like every single day. Like if a TV show would be brought up that was from like the eighties or something like that, they would be like, Lauren wasn't even born yet. She's a baby. What year were you born? 98. You're a baby. Like every day, something like that. And I get that they were just being funny, but at work, like it really does suck to be like, I'm on the same exact team as you, but you're out here saying that I'm a baby. So it just sounds really weird and makes me feel much less confident. Just the undercurrents were like, you're literally a child. And I felt like an adult because I felt like I had my first job and I'm married and I own a house and you're saying I'm a baby. So it just felt really weird all the time and not all of my coworkers did it but like the certain ones did and I really wanted to be like can you just not do it every day cut it out <laughs> yeah cut it out okay moving on to a very very fun topic and one that me and Allison both love we are going to talk about sports movies and tv shows because there is hardly anything I love more than a good sports movie that has the black and white photographs at the end that say like what they went on to do like even if it's a fictional or a real thing I freaking love those like where are they now things that are in at the end of movies and those are so commonly after sports movies so they are some of my favorite type genre of movies like trope and we're going to talk about a few today and we also got you guys to submit your favorites but it shouldn't take super long more like rapid fire well the first one is i actually haven't seen this and i need to but it's ted lasso oh my gosh you will love it because his the sense of humor is perfectly for you i know i've seen one you're gonna love it but it was like season two episode one and i was watching it with people and i wasn't really paying attention i fell asleep and it's on apple tv so that hinders a lot of people from getting it Mm because a lot of people don't have apple tv plus so i understand but it is so funny it's so freaking good also can we talk about how weird it is that we call not everyone in the world calls soccer the same thing well it's basically just us because we have football we're the only ones American football I know and honestly football makes more sense for soccer than what we call football what should we call football what would you call football if you could call football anything I don't I was thinking about that before this episode and I was angry wrestling call it I'm gonna call it angry wrestling that's basically wrestling uh no fancy keep away fancy keep away (laughs) chase and wrestle yeah (laughs) it's kind of hard but yeah we're the only ones who call Keep it away soccer, with cool so it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy okay making a hard pivot bring it on oh my gosh i freaking love these i will be watching them on the couch and my hips will literally twitch because i'm thinking about doing the dance move or the my favorite um, one was the that they do. hayden panettiere one where she goes to oh, other high school yes. except now i'm pretty sure if you watch that it's kind of like culturally insensitive but it i think that was so funny or whatever yeah i think that one was the, the best crumping. <laughs> I was watching a TikTok of people like playing that scene and then they would actually do it. And it made me realize how cringy it was. But when I was watching it, I was like, she is such a so bad cool. Oh my gosh, she's <laughs> awesome. I want to be like her. And watching it back, it's totally cringe. Is that so what informed your cheerleading when you were in high school? Is the crumping scene from that movie? No, no. Oh my gosh. Cumberland Gap High School could never. With the superior um, Noel sister actress. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Beyonce is that great of an actress, but her sister's good. Yeah. Um, what do you, have you seen the show Cheer on oh, Netflix? Oh yeah. I've watched both seasons. I, I love it. I love it. I that, love it. See, I like that 
as opposed to other things because if you want to go along that yeah. same vein no one submitted last chance you but it's kind of like a similar oh we lacked last chance you similar like kind you're of looking process. at the human component yeah but cheer is just that was fascinating that yeah. was fascinating it is so good did you know that you know how they have the rivalry and stuff like with the um mm-hmm. Navarro, Navarro and Trinity, like Navarro or and Trinity yeah. yeah they are the only two people in their division Yes. So I yes, did they that. win. Either one of them win every year, but it's because they're the only two. Because like division, the college like at that level, there's just so many colleges and stuff, and they split them into like um, co-ed or all female, and then they split them also by size. So there are like eight categories per college. So it's like really easy to only have a couple in one category. Maybe if they did that, we could win know. a football title. <laughs> yeah. Just something interesting. <laughs> orange that some schools, don't know. orange schools, and then let Tennessee yeah. compete. It, you That's didn't hear me say what that. What it is? You didn't hear me say that. Orange schools that are over a certain student population. <laughs> yeah, there would only be like eight. <laughs> yeah, have a shot. They would not have to play Alabama all the time. Um, oh my gosh! I know. Next one, One Tree Hill. I never watched One Tree Hill. I'm gonna be honest. I think I tried. And I just couldn't get into I it. I like it, but it's way too dramatic for me. I don't honestly like shows like Gossip Girl or things that are just super, super dramatic. Vampire Diaries, things like that. And this one is just so much drama. The basketball is a very small component of it. Okay, the next one we have on the list is Happy Gilmore for golf. Let's go. I love Happy Gilmore. I love I Adam Sandler love movies. That movie, yeah. Adam Sandler movies overlap in so many ways, but Happy Gilmore is hilarious. I always get Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Like, I know the plots yes. are different, but I get the names mixed up all the time. Because I'm like, Happy Madison? <laughs> That's not it. They're but like it's called almost like, the same plot. It's called Happy <laughs> Madison, like, studio, though. Or, like, whatever. Yes. The golf ball thing when he hits it, and it's like, studio, yes. whatever. Yeah. I get them confused, too. And anything Adam Sandler in just starts to bleed together because he's like plays the same character in so many movies, basically. He does, just but like slightly him. different. Um, yeah. The next one is King Richard for tennis. I want to see this and I haven't, but I know it's super good. Obviously, Will Smith slapping people, uh, so I'm sure it's gotten uh, yeah. discredited a little, but I, I would like to see it. It's really good. They did make a joke at the Oscars that was like, we finally got a movie about Venus and Serena only for it to actually be about their dad because it's like the two best tennis players ever and it's about their dad. So I don't know. It was kind of funny, but it is so good. The acting and the casting and the like, um, I don't want to say costumes because it's weird to call costumes for like a show that was from the like like, retro tennis gear. Yeah, like the retro tennis gear, the cars, everything. Like the props were very, very spot on. It was so good. Oh, we've got the Sandlot as well. Baseball. This was in my house all the time. We watched this so much. Benny the Jet Rodriguez, if he wasn't your first crush, then something's wrong with (laughs) you. Because, I mean, he was just so cute to me. I feel like we all had a crush on him. See, I kind of put this hand in hand with Bad News Bears, which we have later on this yes. list. Um, I included that because we watched that movie that. all the time. There's all multiple. The time. There's like three of them. Um, this one, the first one, though, is like the most iconic, the one from the 70s, not the Billy Bob Thornton one. Uh, but that was that and the Sandlot were on in my household. Obviously, yeah. Bad News Bears came a little later because it's a little bit more crude, but still funny yeah. movie. Well, I was going to say my dad, when he was younger, got asked constantly if he was Billy Bob Thornton or if people like asked him a lot if he was billy bob thornton i know really random 
And he did, when he would let his, like, beard grow out, they did look alike. And it, it was crazy. But we would get that all the time. So That's I just funny. Because really I know what your dad funny, looks like, news and bears. I'm trying to picture it, and I can't picture it. It doesn't look, he doesn't really look like that anymore. But when he was, like, in his early 40s, because he's, like, 56 now. But when he was in his early 40s, and he had, like, a hat on, and then he had, like, some beard going on, he did look like it, honestly. It was crazy. Okay, I have on here, does cars count? Uh, what no. do you think? I think no. <laughs> I know. But I, don't I guess think if so. we're putting the Talladega Nights, which is the next one, then I would say yes, because it's technically like about racing, so I don't know. What do you think about racing? Like, I've always thought NASCAR stands for non-athletic sport centered around rednecks. Dang, like, that, that is, is the best thing I've ever heard. Huff, Lauren. I, I mean, I didn't come up with that, but I, I, t- I totally endorse it. Do I understand the desire to watch people drive around a circular track no i don't but i do think it requires dedication Skill. and training just yeah. like bowling <laughs> so sure yeah well i think may preston likes the f1 a little bit but he doesn't really keep up with it as much yeah. so many people got into that after that different. netflix series but i never yes, watched did it. you know that they're making i haven't either but did you know that they're making one for tennis like that i think i I'm did excited. actually because the guy that just knocked off taylor fritz that's Taylor Fritz that just his knocked off girlfriend Nadal. is on TikTok have you seen her on TikTok yes I have that's how I found out about him but then he knocked off um Rafael Nadal and I was like mm, yes and at I think Indian they're Wells. recording I, this everything I know, you know about that? tennis is because of uh <laughs> TikTok. TikTok yeah well and Indian Wells is in California so mm-hmm. I was but getting... did you know that he has a baby with another woman that is not his TikTok girlfriend no no he I did not married he was married to this other girl he's our age but he got married at like 18 and had a baby and they're divorced but his like they never talk about the baby on the tiktoks interesting isn't that crazy this may be a wild speculation and i'll just say alleged because obviously this girl's never going to listen to this podcast but she does seem like someone who wants to be a trophy wife and might just be out for like money and fame so i don't know it seems kind of funny oh, i, I do know. wonder like what are you doing while you're traveling the world <laughs> with him like do you have a career goal or something Ooh, like i think she's a content creator kind of but like that's a stretch that's honestly funny. i would actually really enjoy seeing stuff about like oh i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch going it. on those tours and like the atp yeah. tour and all that kind of stuff because i tennis as we all know is something i would like to get more involved in but it's kind of hard yeah. to just like jump right in but i watch things when i can and i've, I've learned a lot about it but it would be nice to watch a show that kind of can like delve into what it takes to like get up to the grand slam like level i want to so. see when that's coming out but i'm really excited that he's involved but i just think that's crazy that they don't ever mention his baby no i wouldn't have known because he looks young i thought that he was like 21. i know i didn't know Well, he is young he is young already but married with ma- a child he made some decisions that led him to having a child and a wife and a divorce because my aunt is super super into tennis like she pay she plays like in like three competitive leagues in her age group and i i talked about the taylor fritz and his girlfriend i was like hey have you do you know this guy because i've been following his girlfriend on tiktok and she was like his baby mama and i was like 
wait, what? And I thought she was confused about who he was because I was like, no, he doesn't have a baby. And so then I went to Google it and he does and he's divorced. Wow. And I don't know, it's just crazy. <laughs> if you're not on this side of TikTok, you're probably like, shut up. This is so Sorry, stupid. guys. But like, I'm obsessed with this girl because she's just something about her is crazy. <laughs> wait, can I, another TikTok reference, guys, this doesn't have anything to do with sports. But have you seen about this like group of Utah influencer moms? Yes, that, that are like, swingers. <laughs> I'm dying over that. Every time to- I see something about it, I have to watch it. We won't pool. go down that rabbit hole, but let's just say I just downloaded Reddit for the first time, and that was the first thing that to I looked look. up. Because <laughs> I was like, I what is happening in Utah? The Mormons That's have gone crazy. crazy. The soda with the cream anyway, and the swingers. We, <laughs> where will it go next? We have a couple more movies on here, but I will say the next two are two of my favorites. Uh, okay, yes. well, I'll say three of them. I'll skip over one. Uh, but Dodgeball, The Blind Side, and She's so the Man. So good. Dodgeball is about competitive dodgeball. It is not real, but that movie it's is not real. hilarious. It's so funny. The Blind Side, Football, the propaganda piece about Michael Orr choosing Ole Miss over Tennessee. And, <laughs> and they're then, like, Phil Fulmer's in. He's going to Tennessee for sure. I know, that makes me have such a big head every but time Sandra I watch like, it. I'll wear that gaudy orange. I'm like, okay, Sandra. Shut up. Yeah, aka Leanne. Calm down. I know. And then um, she's the man, classic Amanda so Bynes. So funny. Uh, the goes tampon to in the nose. Be a boy at a boy's school so she can play soccer and stick it to them cutting the girl soccer team. Classic. As a girl went to an all girl high school, she's the man was like on every movie day. They would play it every yeah. movie day because people were just obsessed with it. And I don't think it's maybe partially because of Channing Tatum. I'm not a huge fan. He's not that attractive to me. But that me movie is so funny. Yeah. And then we have the last dance, which I'm trying to get Allison to watch. I'm not it's a documentary. It. I'm not about watch the Bulls. <sighs> Fine. Then we also have the Mighty Ducks. I do really like that one. That one's hockey. And then we also got Ice Princess, which is about oh, that's good ice skating, figure skating. Yeah. I do like that one. Make it or break it, which is about gymnastics. I love the that game show. plan. I know. Oh, I love that show. What's the game plan? I can't think of that is one. Is the Rock in that? Let what? me see. I'm going to Google it. I think The Rock's the in The game it? plan. The game plan. Oh, wait. I think I do know what that is now. Um, Glory Road. I haven't watched that one. That is good. My yes. friend from it's work, the rock. her favorite movie. It's The Rock was... and it's like Madison Pettis is his like yes. stepdaughter and she gets like an allergic reaction during yes, the movie. Yes, now I remember that. Okay. He's a football player. I do like that one. Yeah. Um, people also like Miracle on Ice. Uh, that I is think, a classic. Like the Olympics. Um, Hoosiers is a classic. Um, that's we one are my dad Marshall. brother's favorite. We are Marshall. Remember the Titans. How does that not remember on our the list? Titans? I know. People also like Friday Night Lights, but I haven't seen it. No it's kind of like either. the One Tree Hill thing, where it's like it's just like the football version. Really dramatic. I feel like. The Texas yeah. football version of One Tree Hill, because tex- high school football yeah. in Texas, if y'all didn't know, another level. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of like college football in some other states that aren't like as like competitive, you know. Yeah. Well, that is the list of our movies, um, and I think that kind of we've been rambling for a while, partially probably because we talk about Taylor Fritz's uh, drama on TikTok. <laughs> um, but we basically, like we said, just kind of want to talk about how sports has touched our lives. I think this is kind of a fun. I liked this, Lauren. This was more like your idea than I mine. Know. I didn't have a full fledged idea when I said we could talk about sports, but I'm like, I know it came to me in bar. I'm a visionary. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's just there's so many things that I think touch all of our lives and it's interesting how different it shows up for you like compared to me compared to someone who's listening to this and when i explained an onside kick they were probably like i didn't know what that was so um that, and that's okay <laughs> and that's fine yeah. that's fine i know way too much about it and if you try to ask me about 
classic art in a in MoMA, I wouldn't know anything. So I'm just saying yeah. some of us have less room in our brain for it because sports are taking up all, all the space. So without w- further ado, though, we I just hit my microphone. <laughs> Before we go, though, we have to share our one of the week. So our favorite thing that we're loving recently. Lauren, I don't have one yet. So can you go first? Yes, I am going to pick harry styles album because actually i'm specifically going to pick his video with james, with james gordon, gordon i love when you he share was that, making Lauren. a music video that was i laughed so a lot funny it was my particular brand of humor like something about it was just hilarious and honestly a lot of james gordon's stuff is my particular brand of humor mm-hmm. even though i think he's kind of problematic but it was just so funny it's 17 minutes long so i felt like it was an investment of time but it was worth it i'll link it below Basically, they have three hours and like $300 to make a music video. It's very staged. Like they go around looking for someone's apartment to film it in. And it is just so funny. And I think you guys would all enjoy it. And like the Harry Styles album is good. But it's not full of bops. But I think they're growing on me. I was telling Zari yesterday, I saw someone on TikTok say how Harry is a great musician, but all he does is list things and his songs. And I was like, you know, that is very true. Like he does. And I think there's a purpose to to it, but he does list a lot of stuff. Um, And back to the James Corden video. That's true with a lot of pop stuff though. That's true. Honestly. Um, Back to the James Corden video. Part of me is like, I feel like they had to ask those girls first if they could come in, but I feel like they did not they tell, didn't them tell them that the Harry details. Styles was coming in. Because it was one of no. those like, oh, yeah, we just knew how to get into the building. But then when they go up and they saw Harry, I was like, I'm pretty sure they had no I idea. I think that they said we're going to come with for somebody something, but something. I don't think that they, and I bet the girls were hoping, but I think they probably were getting their hopes down and thinking it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my one of the week is kind of a dr- a practice that I do quite frequently, but I just have been doing it a little bit more recently. And it's just the good old fashioned form of snail mail. Just, you know, it's really just have, nice. I've been the recipient and I love it. To write some, I'm glad you got it. I'm. It's nice to just write some things and send them to people. And I didn't used to send letters all that often, but I have gotten into the practice of it more so out of college because when I was at Disney, friends would send me stuff. Um, and then it was kind of like, oh, I like repaying the favor and I don't yeah. write, I don't journal as much as I used to. And so writing sometimes is just like in a card as a nice way to just catch up with my friends and share what's been going on. Um, so it's just, it's nice to sit down and do it but I know it's also nice to be thought of and I think it's just kind of like a surprise because yeah. it's easy to text somebody and like we tick send TikToks to people all the time but I don't know something about going that sitting down step. and intentionally taking time to write something for someone um whether it's special or not I think is nice so send a letter this week you know and I'll send you my address if you want to send me one but not we on the podcast up a P-ho box for our podcast because we get so much did fan you, mail did you just say P-ho? did you say P-ho? like emphasize ho? I think I said P-O it sounded like you emphasize ho well i have one of your cards on my fridge right now so i can brag that i have been the recipient of allison's one of the week snail mail so not trying to brag but yeah i'm sending one virtue in my mind right now to all of you who listened this far into this episode yeah so yeah and stay tuned for our po box address because we know you guys want to send us fan mail after you rate and review us on 
Apple Podcasts. Nice. Then yeah. I don't have to say it. Thanks, Lauren. Like she said, rate, review us, five stars, Apple and Spotify. We should be everywhere you listen. If we're not there, tell us and I'll get us there. Um, and then we'll see you guys in two weeks with another yeah. rendition of Nice to Have a Friend. And I just said the name of our podcast, but once again, I'll say the cheesy joke I say every week. We hope this episode reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, guys. Bye. I feel like I should have looked up that thing that's like full hearts can't lose or whatever. <laughs> it's clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. You guys rock. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>